0: We do uh, part one in the morning, time you'll part two in the afternoon, but we don't ever really teach the same message. Uh, we always give you more, we add to what we gave you this morning. See, a lot of times people look at the television and say, Oh, I heard that already. No, no, if I'm on ministry, you haven't heard this. All right, you might have heard some about this. All right, now what we want to do today is continue. Let's go right to God's Word and First Corinthians chapter. Number eleven. Now, if if I'm going to do this this time out of the uh, NLT, okay, we won't do it out the King James. First Corinthians chapter eleven, and we'll wait till you get there. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse seven, and we're going to do that out of the NLT this time. This morning we did it out the King James. We're just going to do it out of the NLT, and we won't probably do the NLT no more today. All right, we got our, our daughter. Our daughter, my daughter Sandra watching and I'll be there before one, Sandra, to get you. All right. All right, so come and get me. First Corinthians chapter number 11, uh, We're going to look at verse seven when you get there on the NLT, and then we're going to go from there. First Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse seven. Now we read not the NLT, the New Living translation. A man should not wear anything on his head. now you have to understand what Paul was looking at that day because he 's dealing with people who were of Israel, and you know people wore coverings on their head all right so he 's answering all the questions that 's why you have to understand uh, when you start talking about uh, uh, in chapter eleven as a matter of fact, where he also started talking about uh eating bread and eating the bread off the table because he was talking to Jewish believers. And we think he's talking to us today. He never gave us Passover on the table, okay? Because he taught Christ is the end of the law. All right, so if he's the end of the law, he could not turn around and teach Passover because Passover is the law. All right, now in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 7, a man should not wear anything on his head when worshiping. So if you don't read that last part, when worshiping, you think they shouldn't wear anything. You're not talking about you can't wear anything. He's talking about why you're ministering the Word. Why you are worshiping? For man is made in God's image, all right, and reflects God's glory. Woman reflects man's glory. For the first man, now he's going to tell you who it he is. He's talking about Adam and Christ. For the first man didn't come from woman. Talking about Adam. Adam did not come from the woman. But the first woman came from man. So you have to see, so you hear people out here talking about something else, you got to go all the way back to Adam and Eve. That's the beginning. All right? But the first woman came from man. The man was not made for the woman, but the woman was made for the man. For this reason, and because... The angels are watching. The angels are watching. A woman should wear a covering on her head to show she is under authority. All right, now remember he's teaching, but he's, everything is Christ in the church, okay? So he's not just, he, he looking at this just like he told in Ephesians chapter 5, and when he finished talking about marriage, he says, I'm talking about Christ in the church, okay? So that's really what he's talking about, to show she's under authority. All right, but among the Lord's people, he says, "Women, women are not independent of men, and the men are not independent of the woman. For although the first woman came from man, every other man was born from a woman, and everything comes from God." Okay, but I'm I'm not on that. My 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 specific purpose is showing you that man is the glory of God. All right, so now he's talking about Christ in the church when he did it with man and woman, he's dealing with Christ in the church, he's dealing with Adam and Eve. Okay, so always understand that he's not talking about you uh, in here, particular. Okay, but he used in the Old Testament, you have to understand, you are still in the Old Testament. Paul is, is, is before the coming of the Lord, it's just like Jesus Christ says, Before the Lord comes. It would be like in the days of Noah before the flood. So you have to understand, all of this Paul was teaching is before the Lord came. All right? So you have to understand that's why he had to tell them everything they need to do before the Lord comes. He wrote the Bible for us so once the Lord came, we would have the Word of God. So the Word of God was left. That's why he had to finish it before he died. All right? Now, now let's get to our, our teaching for today, that is. And we're going to talk about the gospel of Christ is the glory of God. I gave you four thing the Gospel of Christ is. Number one, I said the Gospel of Christ is the power of God. I gave you that in Romans 1:16. Then I gave you 1 Corinthians chapter one, verse 18 and 24, The Gospel of Christ is the wisdom of God. Because I want to go now to the book of James. Let's go to James because I want to show you there are two wisdoms in the Bible. So you have to understand, if you don't teach Christ, You're trying to minister to the people your wisdom. And this is what people must understand. This is why I got a series coming after this, and I'm really trying to prepare you for it, okay? Now, once again, Christ the the power of God, Romans 1.16. 1 Corinthians 1.18 and 24, Christ the wisdom of God. So if you're not preaching Christ, you're not preaching the wisdom of God. That's my point, all right? This is why people can't change. You get this morning tape. I'm going to show you that's why people can't change. And then the next thing I told you was last week, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, Christ, the gospel of Christ is the image of God. So man can never become like God if you don't preach the gospel of Christ. How many understand what I just said? All right. Then today I want to teach you on on that the gospel of Christ is the glory of God. All right. Now you want to write down that word glory because we're going to go there right after we leave the book of James. Uh, but we'll do glory first. Write down the word glory. So we can, ma- we can have it understand. What does it mean by the word glory? It's what we're going to show you. I'm giving you, uh, I'm going to give you about five. Now this is not the glory of the Lord. Remember the glory of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. All right. I'm talking about the glory of God, which is totally two different things. Also, they are one. One is on the outside. The glory of God is is how you change on the outside with the word. And also, the glory of the Lord is who in you. See, it's the glory of the Lord who fills the temple. The glory of God is the word of God. The gospel of Christ. Okay, that's what you must understand. All right, so I want to show you today, I want to show you, uh, I gave you last week on the word image, and I told you the word image has to do with representation. So you, you are the image of Christ. You are the representation of Christ. Uh, you are really probably the only person people are going to see. They're not going to see God. So they have to see you to know there's God. And that's how very important we are. So I'm going to give you definitions of this word glory. Uh, I'm going to give you probably about five definitions. So in my notes I have, I'm going to give you A, B, C, D like that. So the word A is the divine presence of God. So the, the, the glory is the divine presence of God. All right? Now remember, the glory, you go from glory to glory. You got to understand that. Glory is the divine presence of God. So if you want more presence of God in you and on you, you need more word. That's how the, that's how the presence of God increases in your life. How much word comes into you on a daily basis. If you notice, when you start getting into the Word, the Spirit of God comes up on you. If, you. if you have the Spirit of God in you. All right? So number one, uh, the word glory means the divine presence of God. Number two, glory is the manifestation of God's Word. Now, I'm going to deal with that one today because you have to really hear what it says. The manifestation of God's Word. So, see, God's Word was manifested. God's Word. See, when you get the Word, that Word you get can be manifested. Just for example, I gave you John 1 and 14 this morning. I said the Word was manifested and dwelt among us. That's Christ. See, so the Word of God was manifested. But you had to understand before the Word of God was manifested, the Word of God was preached. So you want to write that down. That's Titus 1 and 3. So that's why if if I don't know the word and I don't preach the word, the word cannot be manifest in your life and the word cannot be revealed in your life. So people go into church all their life, but they never change. And I'm quite sure you've probably seen people that go to church all their life, bless their heart, and they are still the same they were years and years ago. It's not that they're not hungry. They want the word. They think they're getting the word. They're not getting the word. They're getting other stuff. It's not the word. They're getting man wisdom. I'm going to show you in a moment. When we go to James, I'm going to show you that. All right. So I gave you uh, glory. It's the divine presence of God. And then it's the manifestation of God's word. All right. Then number three, glory is God's divine perfection. It's the divine perfection of God. Now remember, this is what the gospel of Christ is. It's the divine perfection of God. This is what you're getting. You just got to know what you're getting. This word, divine perfection, when the word perfection means righteousness. God's righteousness, that's another word uh, for perfection. So when you read Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, that's why I always read that. He tells us, let us go on to perfection, not land again. The foundation of. So he's telling you, go on to perfection. What is he telling you to do? Go on to God's righteousness. That's what perfection is. Only God's righteousness, God's perfection, only God's righteousness and God's perfection could perfect you. Now that's what you got to understand. The Bible says we are complete in Christ. Now, if I'm complete in Christ, how do I get complete? It took the word of God to complete me. So otherwise, if I sit on a ministry that's not giving me the word of God, you can imagine why people are so... People are made because of what people are preaching. You are like what you're sitting under. See, whatever word that man is preaching is being manifested in the pews. Man, I hope you can see this like I do. All right. So number one, the divine presence of God. Number two, the manifestation of God's word. Number three, the divine perfection, which is God's, the divine perfection of God, which is God's righteousness. All right. And then uh, I'm going to give you one more, is the brightness of God. Now, all of those things right there, God dealt with them in his word, the brightness of God. I'm gonna give you about one from each one. All right. So I'm gonna start off with James because that's the first thing I gave you. I'm showing you the wisdom of this world. Let's, let's go all the way back to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 1 and verse 24. I'm giving you something under the wisdom of God. Then I'm gonna don't forget I got James out there. I didn't give you James chapter chapter three, and I give you the verse we're gonna to go to after a while. We'll look at verse 13 through 18. Put that in your notes. We're not going go to go that right now. I'm going to show you two wisdoms. And so when you go into church, you are getting either or. So if your pastor is not preaching you Christ, you're getting the wisdom of man. And I'm going to show you what the wisdom of man does for you. And if you, don't, if you come here, you're going to get the wisdom of God. Because I'm going to preach Christ and I'm going to show you what the wisdom of God does for you. See, the reason why people do not bring forth fruit is because they're sitting under the wisdom of man. They never change. You have to get this morning tape. I'm not going back to that. Let me just start with James and just get to over it because I keep saying James. James chapter 3 and verse 18. James chapter 3 verse 13 through 18. Let's go to that first so I can get, get James in its proper place. Then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I'm going to look at verse 24. You want to write that down? Then I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and then I'm going to go to, Well, when I do 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 18 through 21, then I'm going to read verse 24. Then I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 through 8. Because I'm going to show you Paul dealt with those two wisdoms. Are you there? All right, let's, do, let's deal with that. What's my first thing on the menu? James chapter 3, verse 13. All right. From the book of James, James come before Peter, chapter 3 and verse 13. Now, what I'm going to show you in the book of James, I'm going to take you to, number one, two wisdoms. What am I showing you? To wisdom because when you go to church you'll be either taught one of one of these two wisdoms James chapter uh, 3 and verse 13 who is a wise man and do with knowledge among you let him show out of a good conversation his words with meekness of wisdom verse number 14 but if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts Glory not and lie not against the truth. Now, he's going to tell you how you got that. How does people in churches get envy and strife in their hearts? It comes from the pulpit. It comes from what the preacher is preaching to you. How do you get the fruit of the spirit? It comes from the pulpit, from the man of God that's preaching to you in your life. So if I'm not preaching you the gospel of Christ, I can tell you, don't, I can tell you go here or don't go here. Amen? Or I can tell you, listen to other folk. All right, here we go. In James chapter 3 and verse 14. But if, he says, you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not, and lie out against the truth. Don't, don't tell people I'm getting the word. Because you're not. The wisdom, this, this wisdom, he says. So, if you have... Bitter envy and strife in your heart. You're not getting the word. Not from here. Glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom, this descended not from heaven, not from above. This wisdom is earthly, sensual. The word sensual means out of people's heads. Natural. And it's devilish. For the will. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion. There is what? Confusion. confusion and every evil work. See, when you go sit down in a church, you got to understand something. That man's not going to preach you the gospel of Christ, he's putting you in the spirit of confusion. Now, there's a verse in 1 Corinthians 15 33. Write that down. I'll look at it later. It just came from the Spirit. It says, but the wisdom that from above. See, this is what I'm giving you. It comes to me by the Holy Spirit. It's from above. It comes out of the Word of God. But the wisdom from above, watch this, it's first pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated or easy to be understood, full of mercy, Good fruits without partiality, without hypocrisy. See, when you get in the Word, all that, all that is what you be getting. This is why people have the other spirits, because they listen to other folk. And the wisdom that they're getting is putting them in a the state of confusion. They're in the envy, strife, and jealousy. You can tell what people listen to. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. All right. Now, where are we now? What are we at? Always be ahead of me so you can always know I'm coming to you, right? Where I'm going next. Let's go, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Okay, let's, start, let's go to 1 Corinthians. All right. Let's do the First Corinthians 1. 18 through 21 first, okay? Let's go to 1 Corinthians, and then we go to verse 24, right? First Corinthians. Y'all not going to be able to get away with the day. We got Minister Blake in the house today. And it looked like he got my, my sister there. Praise the Lord. That's my daughter there, boy. All right, now First Corinthians now, what chapter? 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's go there first. And let's look at verse 18. Let's start 17. Side. I said 18. Let's start 17. Let's back up one verse on the screen. Thank you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 17 says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of work. Now, you see what I mean now? Can you see when I told you the two wisdom? You got the wisdom of this world. Paul is going to deal with the wisdom of this world, and then the, the gospel of Christ is the wisdom of God. So if I don't preach you the gospel of Christ, what am I preaching to you? The wisdom of this world. Come on now, you got to catch on. If I'm not preaching the gospel of Christ to you, what am I preaching? I'm preaching the wisdom of this world. So when you see people get up and they walk all day and go through all their emotions and everything and never preaching that word, they're not teaching no Bible. They got you on emotions just your imagination <laughs> running away with you that's the kind of stuff we was raised up on man hollering and screaming and everything else gets you get you excited and once they get you pumped up you ain't got no Bible you don't know where your Bible is. that's where people got you all right that's not going to save you. It's not going to change you. So, Paul says in verse 17 Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words. See? Lest the cross of Christ will be not made of none effect. If the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved is the power of God. For it is written, watch what God said, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the, the, the understanding of the, of the prudent, And that's what he does when you preach the gospel of Christ. Where's the wise? Where's the scribes? Where are the disputers of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? So you preaching Christ, what are you doing? You, you're bringing down, you're bringing down the wisdom of this world out of people's hearts and heads that's what it means when paul said casting down you can put in your note second Corinthians chapter 10. we'll go there just a moment that's what it means by casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalt itself against what and that's what the wisdom of this world does it exalts itself against the knowledge of god you got to choose what you want you got to choose what, what, what you want? Do you want the wisdom of God? Was it pure, peaceable, fruitful, gentle, easy to be entreated? Or what do you want? Or you want to be a person of confusion and, 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 and always in a lot of mess? It all depends on what you listen to. And then you'll be listening to chain, chain, chain. You didn't finish that. It said chain of food. That's what ignomus and bondage get you, chained. I didn't say change. You catch on. All right. Now, in 1 Corinthians, uh, chapter number 1, Paul is, Paul is taking, this is so awesome because he's showing you the two wisdoms. And verse 20 it says, the wisdom of this world. For after the wisdom of God, now you're going to tell me about the wisdom of God. After the wisdom of God, by the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. All these people had all this wisdom. Guess what? They still didn't know God. See, that's what happened when you go to churches. People are just always, they they, they, in, there, they in there, they got, give me five, girl, give me ten. They got everything. They, ain't gonna know, they don't know God. See, my job is to teach you about God. My, not just teach you about God, so you will be like God. So if I, if I minister you, if I don't minister you the gospel card, you will never be like God. You go to church all your life, you'll be churchy. Let me tell you this. I heard a person ask me one time, she, he says, Pastor, we had church this morning. I said, I want you to describe that. What do you mean? Grandmama got the Holy Ghost this morning. I said, how do you know she did? She was all over the floor. She was running up and down the aisle. She was jumping and shouting. She got the Holy Ghost this morning. See, that's what people think church is. You don't get the Holy Ghost by... Running up and down, that don't mean you got the Holy Ghost, you could have a devil. That could be why you're running too, probably. Now watch what he says in verse number 21. For after that the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching, talking about preaching the gospel of Christ, to save them that believe. For the Jews required a sign and Greeks seek out the wisdom. Now I wonder why Paul is using Greeks in his text. Get last week message, 11 o'clock service. But we preach Christ crucified. Paul says, unto the Jews a stumbling Block and unto the Greeks foolishness. Because they were the one who really thought they knew everything. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So you got to understand that. What's my, where am I going next? First Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to go down in verse number 6, right? All right. Now, in 1 ver- Corinthians 2, 6, watch what he gave us. Your title should tell you what true wisdom is, right here. How be it we speak wisdom among them which are perfect. i told tell you perfect means righteous. Yet not the wisdom of this world. See, he keep telling you about the wisdom of this world. That's how he started this book. That's how he started Romans. All his books, even James, they, they let people know, you got the wisdom of this world to contend with. And if you don't get the wisdom of God, you will be taught the wisdom of this world. That's what most people, most preachers are teaching you, the wisdom of this world. How be it we speak wisdom among them which are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the prince of this, princes of this world that come and know. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. He's talking about his gospel, the gospel of Christ. We speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. This is the only way you're going to come to glory. This is the only way you're going to ever get your glory. That means change. The Bible says, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. This is why they killed Christ. They did not know the word. And I say today, I believe people live the way they live today the because they don't know the Word. All right, now where do we go next? Second t- uh, Titus 1 and 3. That's what I said, right? All right, 1 Corinthians 15 fifteen thirty three. 33, after Titus, right? All right, after Titus. Let's go to Titus 1 and 3. So that's why the gospel got to be preached. If you don't preach the gospel, watch what Titus 1 and 3 says. But have, in due time manifested his word. Now you want to put that down. How is the word manifested? Because I'm getting ready to show you. How did God manifest his word? If I go all the way back to Jesus Christ himself, how was the word manifested? I gave you John chapter 1, verse 14. And I told you that the word was manifested. We've seen his glory. The word was manifested. How was the word manifested? Here it is, his answer. Titus chapter 1, verse 3. But has in due, t- due time manifested his word through Preaching. So why, why is it so important? See, people think preaching is... Uh, ha, uh, ha. They think that's preaching. Now that might be that person's style. You understand? Like I told you before, I mean, I, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of pastors preach. And every one of them have different style. There are a lot of them try to mimic others. But preaching really means explaining the word. That's what it is. You you, got to know how to bring a person to understanding. So preaching is not just ha, ha, ha. And you think you got it. I heard a person tell me, my pastor can hoop. I'm like, and? But that doesn't mean you're preaching because you're hooping. But this is what we have gotten over the years because that's what we heard. All right. But that don't mean you're preaching because you're hooping. All right. But anyway, if that's what you like, that's why they got a lot of hoopers. So help yourself. All right. But here you need to be taught the word. All right. Now, let's go to work. I told you we are going to take you to a word called glory. I gave you the definition of the word glory. And I said, first, Corinthians fifteen thirty-three. I said one more verse, didn't I? 1 Corinthians 15, 33, this is what I said to you. Be not deceived. Now, right, I gave you two wisdoms. And, and watch what Paul gonna say. There's the wisdom of this world, and then there's the wisdom of God. So if I don't preach to you Christ, I'm not preaching you the wisdom of God. Do everybody understand that? Alright. Praise the Lord for the rest. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, Be not deceived. Evil communication, how in the world did you get evil communication in that verse? James told you how you got it. Did anybody remember James chapter three? I go right back there again. Be not deceived. evil communication corrupt good manner good manner is the way you live, otherwise this is why your life is corrupt because of evil communication which is the preacher you listening to. Now it's an awesome thing for you to sit up in a church and you know the preacher is corrupt. N- not just what he preaches is corrupt, he corrupt. And you know it. Let me show you what's going to happen in your life. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 7. Now, you, I got somewhere I just told you I'm going. Did you write that down first? All right, let's do Matthew chapter 7 first. In Matthew chapter 7, the Lord taught on this. I look at Matthew chapter 7 as two Two things. He's talked about the tree. And he said the tree is known by the fruit of the bears. All right, let's start reading verse 15. Now, you got to understand something. You are like a tree. So you come in my ministry as a pastor. I have to understand what is the ultimate goal of a tree. What is its destiny? To bring full fruit, it would be no good for me to have you to come in this ministry, and you are planted here. That's what the Bible says: "He that planted in the house of the Lord." So you are planted here. That means you continue to come. You don't get mad, dig up your roots, and go somewhere else. You are planted here. You stay here, and you bring full fruit. Now that is my ultimate goal for your life. So when you get in age you'll be able to eat from your own tree. That's an awesome thing for you to work all your life and then you got, old, you didn't have nothing in your tree. It's just like you never saved nothing. See, it's okay when you live with mom and daddy, but one day you're going to move out on your own and you got to learn how to save something. And then it says, for a rainy day. Girl, can't you see it raining? (laughs) Let me move on. Matthew chapter 7. Beware of false prophets, because this is the only one gonna mess your life up. Beware of false prophets, which shall come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. That word fruits mean works. It don't mean what's in them, it means what they do, how they live their life. They tell you they're corrupt and want you to accept it. You've got to know today, you're living a day of confusion in the world. You're living a day of misinformation in the world. You're living a day of wrong information in the world. As a matter of fact, there's not much godly information left. Because there's not many the people who got the information. I'm talking about from the pulpit. So they'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll preach to you what you want to hear. Because they know they're going to keep you if they they can get you to jump up and down a few times. So Matthew chapter 7, you shall know them by their works, their fruit. Then they're going to tell you, listen, do men gather grapes or thorns You got to be wise enough to know you don't get grapes off a thorn tree. It doesn't hurt. Go look outside. I can ask Sister Terrivia. She got a whole garden over there, a farm. You can't not go out the back of your garden and get a grape. Grape usually is on a vine, right? I mean, y'all do know something about planting, don't you? Some of y'all need to just go outside sometimes. Just go outside. Just go out there and look. Or go to a place where they have trees, gardens and stuff. Orchards. Just go look. You should know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns? Do they get figs of thistles? You don't have no thistle on a fig tree. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. You agree with that, don't you? If it's a good tree, it ought to have good fruit, right? But a corrupt Tree bring forth evil fruit. See, that's why I'm showing you with James. So if you got envy and strife and jealousy coming out of your tree, you got to understand you listen to the wrong preacher. Because your tree, my job is to make sure you bring forth fruit. That's what Jesus taught in John 15. All right. Even show every good tree bringing forth good fruit and a corrupt tree bringing forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither does a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. A corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit. See, you got people, you see the corruption coming out of their lives. You see their lives are corrupt. And they tell you like it's you know, it just slipped out. Oh, it ain't slipped out. You may think it slipped out, but it's in there. That's why if, you, if you're going to curse, if you have a problem with cursing while you're by yourself getting in front of the, miracle, miracle, the mirror, you, you and yourself, and just curse yourself out. <laughs> well, let me put it another way get cursed out of you. So when you finally get around Christian people, you won't have no more cursing left in you. Because when you get stuff in you, listen, when you get it in you, it have to come out. That's why you got to be careful what you hear. Got to be careful how you hear. You can't be around people that have bad language like that. and, and, And cursing and swearing. You know? Because you pick those up so you got to understand some evil communication that's why I gave you first Corinthians 1533 evil communication corrupts good manners it will corrupt your life you can't be around people who get high you'll get high no oh, no not me pastor listen that's how i started i said no way in hell that's what i said no way in hell they're gonna get me to smoke no dope right. I, i've been through college and never smoked dope and i went to that plant and the boys told me, said, we're going to take it my back. I said, not nah, going to do them good because I'm not smoking nothing. And you know what happened? I end up being around them, smelling what they have. And for long, before long, it'd be like, well, they ain't going to know but I'm going to try. They don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to do it around them. And for long, oh, yeah, okay, I'll try. And for long, you smoking. I had two girls. One night I got off work and they told me, said, We're going to get you high. So you're not going to get me high. I don't smoke. He said, No, you smoke, but you ain't had none. You ain't had none like this yet. I said, Well, you ain't got nothing. Nothing I can't handle. I thought I was all right. I've been smoking probably, you know, less than a year now. I'm, I, I can smoke. Them girls sat in my car, left me in my parking lot. I was out there probably four hours. I asked him the next day, I said, what did y'all do? She said, we want you to try some Hawaiian. I don't know what that was. All I know, I don't never want no more Hawaiian. Every time I say I'm going home, I saw the red light change. I sit in the parking lot, I said, I ain't going to be able to make it. Because that red light just changed. And I kept saying, I'm not going to be able to make that little turn. I sit there for four hours. My wife was like, where you are? I said, I'm in my parking lot of, of the plant. I'm coming home out of the water. I had my window down, top up. <laughs> Lord, get me out of here. Don't ever tell nobody I can handle it. You can't handle it. Stay away from it. If a, if a boy going to ever get you, that's one of the ways he going to get you. Because you won't know nothing until you wake up. Hey, what time it? Four o'clock? Let me move on. About to go home. Kind of hang out. I'm hanging out. When we gonna hang out? You don't need to be hanging out. All right. A good tree cannot bring forth good fruit. A corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit. I'm sorry. And then it said, every tree that bringeth forth Good fruit, they're bringing forth not good fruit, is hewed down, cast into the fire. Now, that's what happened to them. That's why they were cast into the fire and burned, because they were evil. All right, now let's go back to James, because I got to get in my message. I can't bother to, talk to y'all about no dope no more. Lord, forgive me. I don't know how I got over there. James chapter 3. That was one of them warning for you. You know, you go off to school, and you be like, uh, I got something I want you to track no I think nope is next word to dope I think nope is the answer to dope Amen. Amen. so you just keep saying nope if not you'll be saying dope See when 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 James gave this, he talked about the same thing. Look at James chapter three, start with verse nine. Let's back up to verse nine. In James three nine, it says about the tongue. He says, "There will we bless God, even the Father; we curse we man, which are made out the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. See that's what happens with people. They think you be How in the world am I blessing folk and cursing folk out the same mouth? This is what I'm trying to tell you. You got a problem. On the inside. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter water? Can the fig tree my brother bear olive berries? That's what Jesus just asked you. Either a vine, figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh water. I mean, you see people, they they talking about the Lord out of one mouth and five minutes later they're cursing like a sailor. Something wrong. You got a problem on the inside. You got a corrupt system. Now, in James chapter 3, I showed you the two wisdom. Verse 14 says, if you have bitter envy. See, this is, this is how you know. Do you have bitter envy and strife in your heart? And you know when you get angry, it come out. Glory not and lie out against the truth. Otherwise, you don't have the truth in you. Stop lying. This wisdom descended not from above, this wisdom is earthly, this wisdom is sensual, natural, this wisdom is devilish. That's what you got in you. For what envy and strife is, there's confusion. So if you got envy and strife in your heart, that's what's going to be in your heart coming out, confusion. you confused. And then it says, and every evil work dwells there. Otherwise, that's where the evil spirit dwells. But the wisdom that's from above is first pure, peaceful, gentle, easily to get along with. you just ask yourself, of course, are you easily to get along with? Look at yourself in the mirror sometimes and say, Am I easy to get along with? And you're probably going to answer yourself, Hell no. You're hard to get along with. See, one thing you have to do if you're gonna change, you got to get in the mirror by yourself. Don't wait by trying to prove nobody else. Don't try to plead nobody or trying to live. No, get yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself. Listen, do I need to change? Just ask yourself, and you know what you'd be like. Yeah, I need to change, don't I? I mean, you you come on out and tell yourself you need to change. But it's something to look at at yourself in the mirror and then lie to yourself and say, I'm all right. That's just like a person don't brush their teeth for a week and say, I'm all right. Yeah, you are until you get around somebody who will tell you the truth. Listen, you can't not brush your teeth a whole week and think you're all right. It ain't all right. Your breath's gonna stink. What did I tell you we going? 2 Corinthians chapter 10. See, this is what has to happen. This is why you need the word. The word has the power to cast down imaginations because that's what has happened to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Paul says in verse number 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare I'm not Connor yeah listen this real good because he's not talking about you going out here fight no matter He's talking about how to get control of your mind these things that you listen to folks preach when they're not preaching you the gospel of Christ they're preaching you the wisdom of this world and that stuff goes inside of you and bring confusion in you you got to get that stuff out of you because that's how you change you change from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. So, But if you don't have the wisdom of God in you, the, you listen to the wisdom of the world, That is, the, the whole purpose of the wisdom of the world is to destroy the knowledge of God that you already got. Let me say it again. If you listen to the wisdom of this world, it will destroy the knowledge of God that you already got in you. Otherwise, if you come in here, you listen to me, I preach the knowledge of God, and then you go out and you listen to folks who teach you worldly stuff, then what happens that comes inside of you and destroys what you already got. It's just like putting one bad apple on top of all good apples. You're gonna rotten all the apples in in the bunch. You just gotta you just gotta stop listening to folks who don't know the work. I got a whole lot of favorite preachers that I don't listen to no more. Because when I find out they don't know the word, I can't listen to them no more. They corrupt what's in here. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 4 says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, watch this, to the putting down of strongholds. Now, these strongholds that built up in, in our hearts. It's really religion and tradition of men. Only the word of God can pull down the strongholds. The great picture you want is Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. And you got to understand something, until he did, he had to conquer the wall. See, Joshua just couldn't just go into Jericho and take it. They had to get across the wall. Everything they needed was on the other side of the wall. Well, they couldn't conquer the wall. The wall was too big for them. So God had a plan. He said, the only way we're going to get you across this wall, I'm going to have to bring down this wall. That's what he means, casting down imagination. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, they're keeping you from the knowledge of God. So, I don't think you understand what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it again. Religion, tradition of men keeps you from the knowledge of God. This is why so many people don't understand the gospel of Christ because they don't want to give up the religion, tradition of men. Watch what it says casting down imagination. See, all of this has to happen. Imagination, remember I told you it was images. That's what happened. You have images in your heart. Things that you already said is okay and you ain't moving for nobody, not even Pastor Crump. I got some things in my life I ain't giving up. I don't care what he said. See, those are images and idols. High places. Tradition religion of men. Things you have said is okay and they are, they are deadly to your life. They're destructing your life. And there are a lot of people you're like, I, I'm, not, I'm not giving up that. Well, see, you don't realize that that is is what will bring you down. Religion and tradition of man is deadly. It's not a game. The wisdom of this world is deadly. It's not a game. It was shown by Satan. Don't you know who the author of this old world was? Where you got the wisdom from? It's earthly. It's sensual. It's devilish. Demonic. That's how Eve failed. Casting down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself. Watch this, against the knowledge of God. So the knowledge of God can't operate in your life and bring forth fruit because you don't want to give up all the wicked stuff in your heart. Bringing down, bringing the captivity, that's what you got to do. You got to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You got to ask yourself, If this stuff you're holding on to in your life, is that from the Lord or is that from the devil? See, it's just like a new relationship. We want to hold on to all the old memories and all the old pictures that we had We want to keep all of that in our new relationship. Every now and then, we able to go look under the under the cup, under the bed, under the door, wherever you got to hear that. When ain't nobody home but you, you can be able to go and look at all of the. See what you need to do. You need to clean house. Look at somebody say you need to clean, clean house. See, you need to get that stuff out your house. You don't need all that stuff if you keep being drawn back to it. You don't need no, 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 no picture of, of the girl you used to talk to in high school and you got to go back and look at it all. That, that's when I was so, you need to get rid of that mess. <laughs> See, that's what people do. Oh, my age, just think about it. Here in my age. I'm still going back and looking at my old books when I was in high school, looking at my old girlfriend. Listen, you need to let that go, Reverend. What's that, baby? <laughs> you, you have to do that. You, ha- you can't just keep putting it back on the bed. Get rid of that mess. Who wants that? So you kind of hold on to the old you. Isn't there a new, new you now? You like the old you better? Or you like the old dude better? Well, your marriage can't go on if you keep looking back. Okay, I don't know who that for. Just mind my business, keep my head in the book. All right, let's go, let's, go look at, let's go look at the glory of God. Let me get back to work, stop America, stop melon, bro. John chapter 2, verse 11. Let me let that alone. John chapter 2, verse 11. I got about five minutes, I got to get you right quick here. John chapter 2, verse 11. What did he do here? He manifested his word. This beginning a miracle that Jesus came to Galilee and manifested forth his glory. How did he manifest forth his glory is what I want you to see. And his disciples believed on him. I want you to put down miracles, signs, wonders by the Holy Spirit is a manifestation of God's glory is a manifestation of God's word. So when Jesus turned the water into wine, remember, it's the word that turned the water into wine. You got to not look at Jesus now. He's the word of God. It's the word of God that turned the water into wine. So turning the water into wine, it was the word that gave you the manifestation of the water. How many saw what I just said? It was the word. Jesus the word. He turned the water into wine. What did he just do to you? He showed you what the wine would be at his glory. It started out water, but the glory of the water is the wine. Come on, glory of a flower is the is the this is the glory. It used to be a seed. Glory is the manifestation of You can't eat the seed. You eat the plant. Or the watermelon, which is the manifestation of the seed. See, God so loved the world that he gave his only seed. No, 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 no. He gave his son. He had to become a manifestation. The word was manifested. Do everybody understand that? All right. So not where you start off with, it's where he ended. That's the manifestation. All right, let's go to John chapter 9, verse 1. In the Gospel of John, we're going to go quickly because I've. Have... John chapter 9 and verse number 4. Verse number 1, he says, And Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind at his birth. His disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus said, Neither, Nobody, neither one sinned, nor his parents. But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. What does the word do? The word is the work of God. This is who do the work. The word does the work. So what the word does, it manifests in the man his healing. So he says in verse 3, Neither have this man sin nor his pain, but that the word of God should be made manifest in him. See, in the word of God can't be manifested in you without believing it. You're supposed to believe the word until there's a manifestation, just like when you get pregnant, you carry the baby to, to, the, to, to the baby's born until there's a manifestation. You can't believe you're pregnant nine, uh, one month and don't believe you're pregnant when you're three. You can't get five months and say, I don't know if I'm still pregnant. Girl, can't you see you're where I here now? Yeah, but I don't know if I'm still pregnant. You don't need to see the baby to know the baby in there. Look, look what you have for you come. See, the key is you have to hold on to the word like that until it's produced. Until the word is manifested. And that's what happened in verse number four. I must work the works of him that while it is day, night coming, no man can work. And that's what the word does when it comes inside of you. The word worketh in him that believes. Come on, say amen. Amen. John chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. I got to hear it. Give me five minutes. John John chapter 11, verse 1. John chapter 11, verse 1. See, this is the same thing. Every every chapter you look at, you see the same thing. Now, Lazarus sick, verse number 4. Let's go down to verse 4 for time's sake. Then Jesus heard that he said, This sickness is not in the death, but for the glory of God. What you mean by for the glory of god so the word of god can manifest this man back into his health see i'm going the word going to go there but the word is going to bring him back to life that's the manifestation of the word it's what the word want to do in your life this sickness is not in the death but for the glory of god that the son of god may be glorified thereby see every time you see god do something The son is glorifying the father. Verse number 40. Verse number 40. Just one verse. Verse number 40. What did he do with Lazarus? Watch this. Verse number 40. Jesus said to him. Jesus said. I'm sorry. Jesus said to her. Said I not. Wait a minute. What is he going by? He going by what he already told her. See what he told her came to pass. What he told her is what God manifested. It's the word that be manifested. Jesus already told her at the beginning. So here in verse number 40 Jesus said to her, "Said I not to you that if you would believe, thou shalt see the glory of God? Go back to John chapter 11, look at verse 23. See, he already told her, and that's what happened to the word. See, the word tells you and say to you, but do you hold on to until there's a manifestation' Here's a person who keeps saying, I can't get my bills paid. I don't have any money. I don't have any job. You keep saying that, but then you pray, and then you believe God for it. Then you won't hold on to the world until it manifests. You got to keep on saying it. I'm, I'm, I'm in that right now. I'm going through it right now. And I'm going to keep on saying the word. I'm going to keep on speaking the word. I'm going to keep on thanking him for the word. And then I know one day I'm going to get up. And you know what? And the word has manifested itself. And from that day on, I'm going to keep on giving him the praise. And I'm going to go start believing God for something else. Look at verse 23. John chapter 11, verse 23. Watch what it says. Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. That's what I told you when I first got here. Can't you see what word had to be manifest? When he first got there, he said, Your brother shall rise again. And then he went on about his business. He said, Now what are you laid him at? So in verse number 40, Jesus said to her, Said I not unto you, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. I told you over there in verse 23, your brother's gonna rise again. You haven't believed nothing I said. Hold on to what I said. I said your brother's gonna live again. So you're supposed to be able to start saying God said my brother gonna live again God said my brother gonna be saved God said my sister gonna be saved God said my mama gonna be saved god said my children gonna be saved see what did god say to you you had to hold on to what he said to you until you can you can believe it until it manifests you got to believe it until it manifests. You just can't believe it today. you got to believe it and believe it and believe it. And all of a sudden, there it is. Look at somebody and say, you got to believe it until it manifests. That's, that's how God works. Said I not unto you, if thou could believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. You remember God told us that in Thessalonians? This is the last verse. Chapter 2, right? And verse number 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. You ought to have this book, this is Mark in your Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. I'm coming to the camera. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. For this cause, thank we God also with our season. Thanking him with our season. Yeah, just keep on thanking it. You haven't seen none. Forget all of that. Thank him with our season. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for my deliverance. Thank you for your salvation. Yes, sir. Just thank you. That's why I got a prayer book. I pray for you this morning at 4 o'clock. Pray for you every day. I try to anyway. But you got to keep on thanking. Most of my prayer is just thanking God. Yes, thank you, Lord. See, I may not see what I need to see right now, but thank you. I thank you. He started off with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 2 13. For this cause, thank we God with our season. We do it with our season. We do it with our season. We don't, we don't, we don't, we start out thanking him. See, I don't have nothing left to ask him. I just, just thank him every day now. Because when you receive the word of God, you you rec- when you receive the word of God of us, you receive it not of the word of men. I'm not giving you the word of man. This is not the wisdom of man. You receive it as the word of, word of God. As in truth the word of God. Which effectually worketh in you also that believe. So as you keep believing the word that you heard, the word keep working. Come on, say it, if I keep believing it. it keep, if I keep believing the word. The word keep working. So what do you, what do you, what do you believe in God for? Get somewhere by yourself and say, what am I believing God for? Well, I'm believing God for some healing in my body. Hadn't manifested. Sometimes I feel worse than I did the day before. But I ain't going on the feeling. I, got a, I ain't going on no feeling. See, that's the, that's, the, that's the religion, tradition of men. That's what tradition and religion of men say. I got a feeling. Everything going to be all right. I got a feeling. That's the old time religion. Everything. I ain't going to want no feeling. God told me. That if I can believe. I will see the glory of God. If I believe. I can see the manifestation. Praying for your business. You're going to have to hire folk. You too sir. See, if you can believe, all things are possible to them that believe. See, you see, what you are saying, what you are saying is, how, how, what, what God can't do? I can go always through the word of God. He told all these guys, Abraham, Abraham had a situation where he couldn't have a son, and God said to him, Is there anything? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And then Jeremiah told him, and Job told him, every one of them books, he said, Lord, you could do anything. There's nothing God can't do. But he can only do it to those who believe. Listen, listen, you just gotta shut it down and say, Have I been believing God? Because you know what? I'm gonna get back on that treadmill and I'm gonna let God know I'm coming i'm on that treadmill but i'm coming at you because i'm not gonna quit believing i'm gonna get up in the morning and i'm gonna thank you every day of my life i'm gonna thank you oh i don't see what i need to see but i know how god works god works he'll work in those that believe oh yeah god says nothing is impossible to them that believe and i'm a believer and i'm gonna get on my treadmill and i'm gonna let him know every day i'm back I'm back. I'm believing you. I'm believing. Not gonna give up. I'm thanking you for it right now. As a matter of fact, I give you the praise and I give you the glory because I know it is impossible for God to lie But he that coming to God, woo! You gotta believe God. Hey, come on, get up on your feet. You gotta believe that. I don't know who you are, but listen. If you'll just believe God. I hear you saying this, Pastor, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you how to do it. I was in your place one day and I told God I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I don't want no question. I don't want no doubt in my mind. Listen, the Holy Ghost want to come inside of you more than you want him to. Just say, Father, I believe Christ died for my sins. I believe Christ was buried in my place, in my grave. And then I believe you raised Jesus from the dead to make me right with you. You've already washed away my sin with your precious blood. So, Holy Spirit, here I am. And I'm gonna thank you every day until you manifest in my life. The word of God will manifest his glory in my life. And I thank you for it right now. And I stop talking about it the door of faith has been opened unto you. Thank you for listening to the Door of Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.